Welcome to the Revel Fitness Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 9th, and it's 1.33 p.m. Today's topic, R, is strengths. I'm not sure which. <laughs> is. Is. Is strengths. The topic is strengths. Yeah, the topic. Yeah, because topic is predicate, subject, object. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I mean by strengths are, what are the things that you're really good at? that you contribute to the table when you're doing anything, okay? So like, uh, just as an example for the studio, right? Mm -hmm. We have different strengths for yep. what we contribute to everything that we do. Like, I know how to do Photoshop. You do not know how to do Photoshop. That is correct. <laughs> I know how to do computers. You do not know how to do computers. You know how to do accounting. I do not know how to do accounting. You know how to talk to people. <laughs> I'm learning how to talk to people. Um, so uh, the basic thing I want to talk about is, do you stick to your strengths or do you constantly try to improve your weaknesses? I'm setting up this answer because I already know what your answer is and I already know what my answer is. But just in general, let's address that misconception. Okay. Um, well, I would love to take credit for having thought this through for a long time and come up with the answer I'm going to say, but I didn't. I actually read a, a book a long time ago back when I was um, working in the corporate world called Now Discover Your Strengths. Can't remember who it's by, and I'm really sorry. Isn't it by, like, the... Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, it's in connection junction with the Gallup poll. Okay, yeah, that's um, what I was saying. But I can't remember who the author is. Sorry. Um, maybe look that up and post Jet it Coke, Go on. Continue. Anyway. So the theory of this book is that we all have certain strengths and that, or, or talents. And when you work on your talents, you can grow exponentially. But your weaknesses you will likely only improve a little bit if it's something that you just don't have the talent for. If there, if there are such things, then working on them, you need to work on them just enough not to fail. And, but, but if you take what you're really good at and work on that, you will continue to get better and uh, to the point of great. So one of the examples that was given in the book was back when Tiger Woods was very. Um, popular and successful in the golf world and and his strength is driving it's it's the long accurate drives every time and chipping and putting were not his strengths um, so he spent most of his time working on his drive and just enough time on the pitching and putting not to fail and then and then got you know phenomenally good at what he what he did and then the, the book itself has you take some tests and find try, try to figure out what your strengths are um, and I have found now that I started thinking about that that when I really play to my strengths and I and I work on those and 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 in any given project m my job entails my strengths my con contribution to the project is much better uh, than it is when I try to force myself to learn something new or to become good at something I'm not naturally good at or haven't had enough experience in to be good at yet. Because I'm not sure I'm I'm totally convinced that we can't be good at anything we want to be good at. Um, but I do think 
once you are good at something and you have and you notice that you have that talent doing that more and more you just become phenomenal at it there's a whole bunch of different things that came to mind when you were talking about that but the first one i want to address is the first thing is i want to give some real world examples of strengths and weaknesses rather than using like a golf metaphor because nobody here plays golf yeah that's true or if you do play golf you're doing it for fun you're not doing it for your like like your success in golf doesn't affect your life enjoyment life satisfaction so just as far as like actual strengths go let's give some examples from our own life where we focus on our own strengths and how that benefits us rather than always trying to focus on our weaknesses okay um well i'll just start with dance okay i have loved to dance since i was very young and used to turn the jukebox on my grandpa's bar and do the twist to chubby checker or (laughs) roy oberson's pretty woman uh and i that was roy oberson yeah it was um and for some reason, I was like, I know it's not Richard Gere, but just in my head, if you ask me, I'm like, uh, Richard Gere. <laughs> <laughs> that was the movie. <laughs> That's the actor. He wasn't singing. Okay. Um, but in my life, whenever I've, especially at the studio, because I am practicing dance all the time, my ability to move my body on purpose in certain ways and to really get better. My hip action five years ago is not wasn't anything like it is now um and constantly doing that has made me much much better at it um i've tried to learn technology and computers and photoshop and all of those things and and it's 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 a struggle for me to learn those things i have to try really really hard to learn them and i think i'm getting to the point now where i'm starting to learn enough not to fail or to at least try to do something where before I would just go, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it, it is, it is obvious. My other strengths, um, is that I, I'm a good coordinator of people. I am good at seeing other people's strengths and putting teams together that fit all the parts so that everything that needs to be taken care of, someone with that strength is taking care of it. I'm good at, at, conciliating different um different groups of people so that is that's that's my strength and that's what i'm good at or one of them the thing that comes to mind for me is that lots of times what will happen is that i see somebody else who's really strong at something and like i think that's the other thing before i get into that let's talk about what strengths are i think a big thing that you brought up just now is that strengths are not what you're good at but you don't like it's what you're good at and you like you need both of those together or you will never that can never be defined as one of your strengths right like something i'm really good at is like um doing subtitles okay i've Mm -hmm. done subtitles for many years now and i can do it really fast i'm but i don't care you know, I don't care kind of about it. indifferent to it. I don't like it. I'm indifferent to it. So I would never qualify that as a strength, as like an asset I could provide. But it is something that I know how to do and I'm proficient. And I think that's kind of like the determinant you can use to whether you should put all your energy into that and getting it better. 
So like if you have a weakness that needs to be addressed, by all means address that. Like if you don't know how to talk to somebody or talk to people in general, social skills is like everybody needs that. Mm-hmm. And if that's your weakness, you need to develop that until you've got it. But if you still really hate it after you do it, that's fine. Just get proficient at it. You don't have to love it. Mm-hmm. Focus on the things that you actually want to do and make those your make those strengths your strengths. That makes okay. any sense. Well, then, then I might I, I might mention another strength that does come in really handy. Well, I think it's why I why I went on ahead to get my my law degree. Um, one of my strengths is learning. I like to learn stuff. Maybe not technology, but but other things. You know, whatever the topic, I like to read and learn things. Um, in fact, when I took the test with that book, Now Discover Your Strengths, that was my number one talent. My number one strength was learning. I'm a learner. Um, my dream job would be every day to go in and someone go, I need to, I need somebody to learn this and then tell me how to teach me how to do it. Cause my second strength was teacher. Um, so <laughs> I, I would love nothing more than someone to say, I want to learn this, you know, maybe it's a dance, maybe it's astronomy or whatever. And then have someone explain it to me in in layman's terms so that I can get it and I can be excited about it. If I, if I could get paid to do that every day, I would just, I would just be so happy, which is why I think that I've, I've learned so much about nutrition. When you got sick, I needed to learn it. I'm good at learning it. And, and it, and it worked really well when I was a lawyer. That's what most lawyers do. Mostly someone will come in with a problem. You, you might know kind of the answer, but your job is to find out what the law really is. So you get to go research it, you get to look at all these cases, you interpret, and it's it's great fun. And then you get to use it in a practical sense, and that is to help your client. So um, that Here, worked really well I for me. I just thought of a good example where I could have focused on one of my strengths, and that would have helped everybody. Instead, I was trying to do what I wasn't good at, and it didn't help anybody. An example that came to mind was the construction of the studio. Right? <laughs> yeah. I hated that every second. Like, just thinking about it right now, the hate is boiling in me. Yeah, you're kind of getting <laughs> flushed a little. <laughs> like, so what we did is we, when we built the initial studio, we built it ourselves with the help of my uncle, your brother. And then when we moved to the new, and a lot of other people too, when we moved to the new studio, we built that one out too, and we were teaching a full schedule of classes too. That was idiotic, but uh, that's, I think we talked about that before. Anyway. I hated it. Hated it the whole time. It was just like, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't like doing it. Didn't want to learn how to do it. Didn't want to learn how to do it. Just so many different things. Now, if I had done it, I'd be like, you know what I can bring to the table? I cannot help you guys with this in that way. Here's what I can do. I can keep things organized. I can get food for everybody. I can make sure all the other stuff's going on. Like, If we did it now, I'd be like, I will run the studio 24 hours a day. You guys just go do that. Anything you need, you come tell me, or you call me, you tell me. Those are the type of things I like doing, right? I like organizing. I like not doing construction. <laughs> you like anything but construction. Well, yeah. and I and, and I think the problem with construction for you, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I observed. No, it's, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. Is that construction, especially of an existing space, 
is really problem solving because yes. you think it'll work one way and then you try that and go, oh, that didn't work. Well, we need to try something else. And, and you want to have a plan. You want to do Execute that plan. It, yeah. You want it written down, right angles. <laughs> no, <laughs> I really, I think I really nah. like putting things, I like have, knowing how things are going to go. Like, I mean, everybody likes that to a degree, but it's, I, I'm not, it's a little bit different. What I mean is like, so say when I'm editing a video, right? I don't know how it's going to look when it's final, but I really enjoy the straightforward process that you do to get to that point. You film it, get the audio, import everything, label the stuff, organize it, put it all in, then start putting it together. And then watching it come together, that's amazing. So much fun. And then you try different things and you sit there and think, well, what if I do this? The difference with like construction... Well, maybe it changes the more you do it, but it's just like it's like throwing a bunch of nails at the wall, and then you're just like throwing. And especially the way you and your brother work <laughs> is you two are the most unorganized people on the planet. It's literally just a room filled with stuff all over the floor. It's like, where is that hammer? I don't know. Let's spend 10 minutes looking for the hammer. <laughs> But the point is, I'd really like to say it wasn't that bad, but it was. <laughs> but the point is, is that I could have contributed my strength, which is organization. Yeah, yeah, you could have kept us organized. Yeah, I could have even been the tool guy. This is like tools strapped to my body, <laughs> just been like walking around chatting. And then when you need a hammer, I give you the yeah. hammer. Well, and I think I think one of the reasons that that the studio has done as well as it's done, and and why we feel like it's 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 about to you know hit its hit its stride is because we have finally come to the conclusion that you are the organizer and I am the touchy feely person um, that does, does something different than keeping things organized because it really doesn't bother me for things to not be organized. Um, Cause I kind of have an idea where everything is and, and that's how I've always operated. I see the value in not spending 10 minutes looking for the hammer. I see that. Um, I'm not sure I ever did before, but I see it now. And I think I'm slowly getting better at that. I don't think it will ever be my number one priority, but I will get proficient at it as we talked before and start knowing where things are. My house is getting a little bit more organized. Um, anybody who knows me well knows that organization is not my strong suit some people are going to find out today <laughs> yeah or you know even even when i was practicing law my secretaries kept me organized and my office would would have a lot of papers but i kind of knew where they were because i i had to keep them in sort of an order for them to be able to find them and and the worst thing that they could ever do would be like go in and clean off my desk because then i don't know where anything is yeah um which is like, like last night I was looking for my spices and I thought they were on the kitchen table. <laughs> I looked everywhere and I had to go to you because you put them away. I couldn't find them. Well, I, I don't know. I, I have this general, I like putting things in the proper place, but not, you know, it's kind of like we were talking about lying and honesty, how like, I don't, I don't want to be honest for moralistic reasons. I want to do them for practical reasons just because it's easier to live life that way. And in the same way, I don't want to be organized just for the sake of organization. I want to be organized so that I can do what I want to do with less friction. So like I want to go film something. I don't want to spend 20 minutes setting up the camera 
and not knowing where everything is. Like, I didn't have my batteries charged today, and you wanted me to film that thing, and I didn't have my SD cards formatted. So it was like, you're like, film. And then I'm like, well, I won't be able to film on 10 seconds notice like I usually can, and that frustrated me. I was like, that I could do all this preparation, and I wasn't prepared the one time I needed it. <laughs> so that, like, makes me, that's what I like to be prepared and organized for is for just events like that yeah because those are the events that really matter like when you've got all the time in the world to do it then who cares right right but you don't know if you're going to have all the time in the world to do whatever it is you're doing yeah it's kind of like what we talked about before on our health and and like you always have to be on your a game because you never know when you're going to need it yeah like like this past weekend i was not on my a game when i came back fortunately there was nothing that that prevented me from resting and, and taking better care of myself for 24 hours so that today I feel really good. Um, had I had we had anything going on yesterday that required any extra effort for me, I would be dead today. Not dead, but dead tired yeah. and, and still not feeling well. So I think that I think had I ever gotten that I got that concept in my mind when I was younger that. I wasn't having to be organized just to keep from getting yelled at. Or I think I associate or that, I used That's to. probably the main problem. Yeah. Is that you have an association of being clean with being not clean. I'm clean. Uh, I <laughs> organized. Use, I use them interchangeably. Organized, tidy. Tidy. You have that associated with just somebody forcing you to do it. Yeah, forcing me to do it. And the people that I know who were like that when I was younger weren't necessarily the nicest people I knew. Yeah, no, I I totally understand that because a lot of times being to anything is a dysfunction. Yeah, Yeah, it's a a negative. And um, like that, I err on the side of being too organized and too tidy, but um, I can see it in myself when I'm like, when it's a rational thing and when it's an irrational thing. Like the classic example I use with you is that the when the studio like maybe two years a year and a half ago just the studio still wasn't done like yeah. it's barely done now like you can just call it done <laughs> but there's plenty of stuff we could still do this back room wasn't painted and i was just like insistent i was like we got to get that thing painted <laughs> if we get it painted all the other troubles will solve themselves <laughs> and it's just like it's totally irrational and that's when you get yeah, we're going really off topic but point is is that play to your strengths because it'll help everybody so but oh no the main point was here's what i was the point i was trying to make is that i always look at other people's strengths and try to reach up to them right so like i'll see um what's a good example somebody okay we'll just do use a hypothetical example because this is the same type of thing i see somebody who's good at juggling right um, and then a bunch of people are like, oh, that's so great. I, you're so amazing at juggling. I'm like, I should juggle. It's like, what on earth are you talking about? It's like, you juggle if you love juggling and you suddenly got inspired to juggle. But don't juggle to get the same results he's getting. Use your own strengths to, to get, get the results result, he's yeah. getting. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's, it's hard, especially when, like when you're putting a team together to do something. To first of all, you have to really pay attention to what everybody's strengths are. But being okay to say I'm not, that is not my strength, 
when you say that is not my strength, but you have that strength. So I am going to rely on you to do it. And sometimes when you rely on someone else, they don't use their strength and, and you get burned. But more often than not, if you if you let someone take the take charge of that part of it, whatever it is, like, say, when you wanted the back room painted and I had a bunch of things going on, you had a bunch of things going on, and you insisted on painting it then, first of all, you made yourself sick, you were miserable the whole time, and had we really thought that through, you would have said, what can I do that you're doing? So you can go paint, because you <laughs> like painting, you get a lot of satisfaction out of it, but I want it painted. Um, and and that, that could have made that, that, that whole process better. Um, so I think if we could just... Be willing to admit that other people are stronger. Oh, at yeah. Things. Okay, so that gets to the heart of a little bit. That is the heart bit, of it. Is that everybody has strengths, but we don't acknowledge them in other people. Oh, I got oh. It. we don't acknowledge <laughs> them do in that. other people, and we don't acknowledge our own weaknesses because we don't want to appear weak. Yeah. And that's like this mindset that like i understand it because we got this ridiculous thing called survival of the fittest which has been it's just totally it's most people operate under the assumption that survival of the fittest is the correct way that evolution and our own lives function this is patently untrue and i can show you how okay not a single thing that you interact with every day was done completely by you did you Make your carton of milk? No. Did you make the box? Did you print the label? Did you milk the cow? Did you pour the cow? Did you deliver it to your house? No, like 50 other people were involved in that. Like, And if you go with connections with connections, it's like a million other people oh, who yeah. were involved in that little carton of milk. And But we still have it, like this individualistic thing. It's like, yeah, oh, I yeah, I'm I earned the money gonna... and I bought it. I yeah, did it. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think that's what holds us up from... Yeah, working well as a team. There, there. The idea of collaboration. People give it a little bit of, you know, lip service. It? Lip service. Thank you. That's the word, exactly what I was looking for. They give it lip service, but they don't really. Often enough, we don't really pull together in a collaborative effort, and and really go. Okay, here's how we can get to the very best result, um, possible. If I have to do all of it, first of all, I can't get that result. It's impossible for me to do it by myself. Secondly, if I have to focus on things I'm not good at or go learn something new, even though that's what I love doing, unless you need that for the project, unless there's some learning to do, that's not my strength that you should use. Um, if we could do that, but but I really do believe it's a it's a it's a lot about knowing yourself and being willing. To acknowledge what you're good at, because we'll be falsely humble all the time, or or maybe truly humble because we don't believe we can do any of the stuff we can do. And secondly, the things we can't do, it's hard to go. Oh, yeah, don't assign that to me. I can't yeah, do I that. Can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a. Uh, and I think it's like uh, your resume, right? Yeah. Like that's kind of the problem is that there's a culture of you need to have a resume, you need to puff it up a little bit, blah 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 blah. Instead of just like, can we just like really say, I'm really good at this. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm really good at this. I'm okay at this, and I'm not good at this. And I, 
I kind of feel like that would work with if you have the mindset where you want to do that, you will find the right employers who yeah. will also be down with that. Yeah, and that's the kind of employer or group that you want to be in, whatever whatever the group might be. It's I, like that Dr. Seuss quote about the people who matter don't care and the people who don't care matter. That type of thing. Is that Dr. Seuss? Oh. <laughs> that's a good quote, no matter what. <laughs> um. So I have a personal example from that, which is that I've, I've probably said this before on the podcast, but um, uh, for our YouTube channel, the Adventure Archives YouTube channel, my cousin Andrew is really good at the outdoor stuff. And when we first started the channel, I was like, man, I need to learn more outdoor stuff and I need to do this and I need to do that. And I was like, no, 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 my skill, my skills, strengths and interest is in the cameras and the behind the scenes stuff. So it's like, no, I'm going to put all of my effort into doing that in the music, which is also one of my interests and make that as best as I can, because that's what I can contribute. And like Thomas, he's really good at like the looking at the analytics. He likes planning. He likes emailing people and cold calling people, literally the antithesis of what I like doing. (laughs) And we let him do that. And it's like a beautiful thing because we let him take care of that. We take care of this and it's, it's a really synergistic thing. But whenever I get into the mindset of like, oh, no, I need to be involved in all facets of production. This is like, I'm not letting other people control this. I'm like, okay, you're cutting off your own nose here to spite your face <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Well, and that's the, I think that's the third component is that it's it's a trust thing. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And when when you when you feel like you have to control everything, then that makes it hard for you to allow someone else to use their strengths. Um, I remember when I, I used to work in the corporate world and I remember I, for many years I asked for a particular kind of support person, a construction guy that, that was dedicated to my group. Uh-huh. Like, okay, offices got a construction guy, got lots of construction guys that are experts in that. Um, uh, uh, industrial has the same thing, but retail does not have a construction. I, I begged for that, and and finally, someone said, "But you never really show that you need that. You always make sure everything gets done, so nothing falls through the cracks. So we don't think you need one." You know, it was an, actually a third, an outside party that came in and said that, and and at first I thought, "Oh, well, that's a, you know, that's a great compliment that, you know, I've managed to make everything work without this." But what it really showed me was I wasn't trusting my first of all, I wasn't trusting my team. I was trying to control everything myself, and I wasn't trusting the company to give me what I needed, so I just did it without. Mm. Even though it made my life really difficult, I worked way more hours. I put a lot more pressure on my team than they should have had. Had we had someone all along, then we'd have We'd have been much better off or we'd have found out that it was never going to get easy and stopped thinking it's going to get easy Mm. if we had our own person. Um, So sometimes it's just really it's it's a it's a letting go process, kind of what we were trying to talk about in our last podcast. But (laughs) but so much of it is letting go and thinking, okay, you know, the world's not going to end if I if I don't control every bit of this and. If I really let everyone focus on their strengths and put all that together, then then it could be something magnificent. You know where I think this is learned from? Mm-mm. It's school. And I don't mean to throw school under the bus, but I'm going to throw school under the bus yet again. <laughs> Let's just say, 
<laughs> you do it every podcast. I so can't I'm tell you sure how many okay. times. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I have been burned by a partner in school projects. So many times. It's like it's almost a hundred percent of the time. The only times where I haven't been burned is where we're working in a group technically, but we're still doing our own individual work. And I think when you have those experiences enough time, you start thinking that's how it always is. But you don't realize that, especially when you're in an adult world and people are getting paid and they're there because they want to be there, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Like, because I remember like my cat dissection, just sitting there dissecting the cat and then my partner every time would walk away and I'd just be like, okay, great. (laughs) I'll just do all the work then because, you know, my grade is still on the line. And if one person, see, like if I did it now, I'd probably have a little more humor about it. I'd be like... Well, I don't really care about this grade anyway, so I'm going to go join him. <laughs> I was like, we'll both just sink. I don't mind. Um, now, that's spiting your own yeah. face with your nose or whatever. But but, but, it, but it's a good lesson. Maybe school is set up to give you that lesson in the first place, which is when that kind of thing happens, you don't have to let it happen. I mean, yeah. you, can, you can try to get that person there can be conversations but generally especially in school if your partner's not doing it it's not somebody you know well you can't say anything to them or at least you don't feel like you can yeah you just let it go and well i'll just do the work myself so i, think I don't it, know how i would address that now like because i know in school i would be incapable i wouldn't even know what to say i would i have no experience like that now though i feel like I'd, i'm getting better at being because that's do we talk about confrontation not really oh well, oh no, we kind of did in the sense that being honest with people. Oh, we talked about conflict. So conflict. Yeah. Okay, yeah, conflict. The, I think now I kind of have a better idea of what to do about it, which is just you got to have a straight up conversation with that guy. Let's just be yeah. like, look, I know that you're having fun, but I don't want to feel like I'm just doing all the work here. Yeah, I'm doing your work. Yeah, and I'm doing your work. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would say exactly, but the the issue came up before, and I talked about it earlier. But I, I've talked about it before, where I had to talk to the person I was working with and say, "Hey, you're not contributing. Is there a reason why you're not contributing?" The conclusion I came to that is that he's not going to be contributing, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, at least you know, and 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 that is so. Then you can quit moaning and groaning about exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And and which is. A topic for another day, you know, maybe a, a conflict part two. But I find that, in fact, had a little discussion about it over the weekend about complaining about the same thing over and over again. And if, but then saying there's nothing you can do about it. If that's the case, then at some point you got to stop talking about it. Yeah. Because if you really can't do it, all you're doing is ruminating and spending your energy, your emotion on something that you absolutely can't do anything about it. Yeah. And and take it away what you could be doing something fun instead. Yeah. Well, the funny part is is nothing has changed about this guy's behavior. Nothing's changed. But since I've talked to him, I've never mentioned it. Yeah. Have I mentioned it a single time? No. No, it's gone. You've resolved the issue from you because you're going to go like you know what the facts are now. So then you just make a decision. Can I keep working with this person with him not contributing or or do I need to not work with this person because he's not contributing and it looks like you've made the decision to stay with it and it's not bothering you anymore? Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all anymore. I'm yeah. just like, oh, that, I guess that's what it is. Okay, yeah. cool, no problem. And so once, once, but if you just let it fester 
and yeah. it's smoldering underneath there, start about yeah. to start a you know a blazing flame that'll burn the whole house down. <laughs> you know, you, re, you just have to deal with it. Yeah, and and I that's kind of what I did today. I uh, about the complaining about not even the thing that that person was complaining about, but I just finally went, okay, it's getting old. We have the same conversation every time, so either figure out a way to do something about it or stop talking to me about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, no, I say I understand the. The, I understand the the complainer's side because I've been the complainer so many times. In fact, we should have a whole episode on complaining. Um, <laughs> but in fact, we should have a whole episode where we just complain. I can't do it. <laughs> Don't worry, I can do it. Um, the I'll be trying to talk you out of complaining the whole time. <laughs> where was I going with this? Uh, oh, I understand the complainer because it's just like you want to stop. You want to just get over it. Oh, here's the thing. You want to get over it without having actually done anything. Yeah, you don't want to do the work to get yeah, over it. Yeah, you don't want to have that confrontation. You just want to be over with it. But it doesn't work like that. The only way to get over it is to do the confrontation. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. I, I have to disagree with you there. But you have to do some work on your... Well, it's yeah. situational. Yeah, but yeah, in but, all the examples I'm thinking yeah. of... Uh, sometimes you have to stop and look about the assumptions you're making about the situation and and is what you're thinking really true yeah you know and if you know you might have been able to get over your situation by really analyzing okay if that person isn't contributing and i know they're never going to contribute do i care do i care anymore am i going to make the decision to stop working with them and and you might have been able to get to that conclusion without talking to them Maybe, maybe, uh, but but me. I think for you, I no, I think it had festered enough. It it, yeah. it probably had to be. For me, well, first of all, complaining just puts me in a bad mood. Right. When it I puts do everybody it, in a bad mood. Yeah. When I do it occasionally, it's like scratching a mosquito bite. It feels good, but it's gonna just itch worse and worse. Yeah, which I've been doing since we sat down. Yeah, here. I've got one down here. <laughs> and, uh, when we started, there was a mosquito buzzing in front of my face. Um, it's raining too. When I do it, I I catch myself doing it, and almost always, it's because the other person has been complaining so much that I want to go, okay, your life is not that bad. Yeah. There are other people, I have problems too. Yeah. And, and then as soon as it comes out that I've complained, I'm like, okay, that didn't help me, didn't help the situation, doesn't change what I complained about, and I was fine with what I complained about <laughs> five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I and I I think I've been like that for a very long. That was one of the first negative things I got over was complaining because my grandma used to have the serenity prayer on some glass plate yeah, yeah, in yeah. her house. And I remember reading that when I was really young, when I first started to read and not understanding at all and, and can remember the day that it made some sense. Really? Yeah, I remember the day because my my sister had been bugging me about something and and I knew she wasn't ever going to quit. And she was always going to be my older sister. And I read that prayer and I went, oh, this might be one of those things I can't change. <laughs> now I understand what this thing means. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my mind's drawing a total blank. I didn't know I had some follow-up thoughts to all this, but. I think you're worried about the rain getting on your computer. No, I'm not. No. Actually. Okay, good. I just wanted to see what how much, how long we've been recording. Well, says 35 minutes. Um, we can go for another 10 minutes or so. Okay. Why don't we do quick, just for the fun of it, let's ask each other questions. Okay. And then 
uh, we can take from there. About What's this topic? No, just okay. random questions. So this okay. is Q&A. You, you must have one in mind already. I didn't. I just okay. thought of one, though. Okay. What is something you want to learn right now? It can be a skill. It can be a instrument, whatever. Hmm. Well, now my mind is drawing a complete blank because everything that I, I can think of is stuff that I'm already, it's not something something new, but I, I want to learn to, to well, all, yeah, I want to learn to all there is to know about nutritional health because I really want to, I want to counsel people in that even more than I do now. I I want to be able when someone says, "What happens if you get too much riboflavin?" <laughs> like right now, I have no idea. Uh-huh. I know that the egg whites turn yellow if they feed the chickens too much riboflavin, but I don't know what it does to us. I don't. Um, so I, I, I really want to have that store of knowledge. So that's something I want to learn. Okay. How about you? Something I want to learn. Yeah, uh, right now I don't have too many like actual like skills or knowledge or that type of thing I want to learn. It's when I the, all the things I want to learn right now are like uh, ways of interacting, you know, like ways of behaving. So like I want to know, I want to be and practice like the big, the huge one right now is being honest, like just being honest with everybody and finding a way to be able to be as honest as possible in all situations. Cause you know, there's certain situations where it's hard to be honest, right? It's like, uh, <clears throat> you know, just all the obvious ones, you know, some of them are kind of petty and easy. And I, I've like, just the knowledge that I could just be honest about it has given me that skill. And I'm, I know I can do it. The party one the classic example. I love to use. Do you want to go to a party? Nope. Don't want to go. I feel tired. That's, that's easy now. Right. But like a harder one, like um, I can't think of a good example. But there's so many, right? There's so many. Like, well, and there's so many commonly accepted dishonesties. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I don't. You don't even like in my anymore. conversations with people. I don't want to talk about things I don't like talking about just because I feel like we're trying to be safe. I would much rather just immediately turn the person off with whatever I'm talking or have them immediately turn me off with whatever they're talking about than just talk about the weather. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Because I feel like that type of... I mean, what the big thing, though, is emotional honesty, right? Being honest with people is be like... um, When somebody's doing, doing you wrong, you know, and you confront them about it instead of just be, being like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's like, no, it is a big deal. I don't know if I should feel this way or not, but I'm just going to give you the truth about it yeah. so that we can figure it out, you know, which is weird because I looked up some books on honesty. I was like, I wonder if there's some books on honesty, right? I found two books. One of them is by this apparent psychopath <laughs> who he's just talking about you need to be honest 100% of the time with everybody always. And then I listened to this story about a woman who went to one of his retreats and he was just like... As soon as she gave him some pushback, she, he was just like yelling at her and cussing at her. And I was like, okay, well, I, I don't agree with that because being honest for me is not like expressing like hate towards somebody. Like if somebody disagrees with me, I don't have to be like you effing this and you effing that. No. I could just be like, oh, I don't agree with that. 
Yeah. Well, and I think that's the hardest thing is to remain, to maintain your composure, maintain your friendship, maintain your relationship, whatever it is, and still say, I disagree with you. Um, because in, ultimately, we don't, nobody knows whether you're, who's right or who's wrong. Yeah. But, and the truth is always changing. Yeah. I mean, um, and some instances, that old thing, that old saying that my grandma and my mother and my grandpa and all my elders used when I was growing up is, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Sometimes you don't have to speak, and that is not dishonest not yeah, to yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes when someone is espousing an opinion, it, you, you don't have to make your yeah, opinion. Yeah, they're not known. asking for your opinion yeah. sometimes. And they're not asking for you to, to agree with them either. They're just stating their opinion. Yeah. And you can you can take that information and go, that's interesting that you feel that way. It's like, okay, now I know. Yeah. Um, I actually texted my brother. I said, I'm thinking about being honest to everybody all the time. What do you think of this? And he says, uh, sounds like a good idea. Just be careful about confusing being honest with telling people everything. So you don't need Divulging to tell everybody. too much. Yeah. yeah. I think that might be the word he used. But um, yeah, it's just, uh, that's what I want to do. I want to be honest with people. And I haven't been challenged really hard yet. I don't want to be challenged really hard just quite yet. So just letting you know that universe. <laughs> I'm okay with little challenges right now, but let's work up to the big ones a little bit later. <laughs> um, but so far it's going well. Okay. Okay. Um I have a question for you. Okay. So in our last podcast, we said we're going to draw a line in the sand, and you either have to believe mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. is happening randomly and that you have no control over it all and life just happens to you, or you set up a, a belief system that means you are creating your reality as you go. Have you have you found your side of the line yet? Yes. All I right. Am, I am all in on the belief side. And here's why. Because, like you said, either way you're making a choice to believe something, one way or the other. And this coincides very well with my not my stopping caring what other people think about what I'm doing. And a big thing that stopped me before is people are like, oh, you, you people. I was like, I can't believe you think that's the way life works. And I don't want to be seen as one of those people by those other people who say that. But now I'm like, you see me as whoever you want. But... I am going to believe that I can believe my way into doing anything. Okay? If I believe it and I want it, I have no other choice. No, there's no other sane choice to do that and or give up. I mean, it's either believe in it and do it, or try to do it, that is. I and mean, you will most likely do it, too. Or don't believe it and give up. Yeah. Like, it's the only rational sane choice and now that you've given up the idea that you that that other people's judgments about you make a difference that you don't have to give them progress reports on whether it's working or not right yeah exactly it's totally irrelevant what they think in fact it's probably better that you don't think about what they think because it keeps you from creating what what you want in your life and and noticing when it happens um you've been very good at pointing out to me recently about all of the technological things that that I'm doing that I didn't even think of as as being part of you know the technological age um, I'm not even sure I'm saying the right stuff so <laughs> clearly Close I haven't gotten Close that far <laughs> but you know I, I I wear a Fitbit now I look at I, I learned how to sync it 
Uh-huh. I, you know, I well, that's yeah. I didn't teach you how to use the app at all. No, Good no, job. I figured out most of it, and I even tried to change my email address last night and went to the right places, but you can't do it on the phone. You have yeah, to go yeah, somewhere yeah. else. You did a good job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so once you start deciding that, once you get a belief system, you know, even in that movie Serenity, when <laughs> when the shepherd says to Mal, "Oh yeah, like, is- I don't care what you believe, just believe something, yeah. and then go do that." What it, whatever that is. So everybody has a belief system about what life is. Whether they've thought about it or not, they have a belief system and they are they are creating that whether they believe there are or not. At least that's how I believe. Because I think whatever you believe, that's what that's what you're gonna find. Yeah. So Well, no, I I think uh, I got an example of that actually. As I was saying to somebody yesterday, I was saying I think that there's a move towards not using disposable things anymore and like going back to like just having, you know, good stuff and then taking care of that, repairing it and not having a whole bunch of extra stuff. And I was like, but I might just be seeing that because that's what I'm doing. And she goes, yep, (laughs) because other people, I think, still very much use disposable stuff and are very much about that. Um, But your reality, the reality... The exposure, I mean, you can't, you can't experience the whole world at once. True. Yeah, absolutely. So the reality that you get to experience on a daily basis is getting being to be more like That's that. That's a good point because, like, unless we know the full statistics, really the only reality you see is the most important one. So, like, she says, no, I think there's still lots of disposable stuff. Yeah, maybe. But I, I don't see that. So that technically isn't true for me. That's a weird concept to think about. Yeah. But, like, we don't know. I think we've all decided, like, especially public opinion or not public opinion, the general consensus, we think that that should be taken as fact because it's general consensus. Yeah. But that's not necessarily the case. And lots of times and isn't the and case. And it doesn't have to be your experience. Let's say for – let's talk, uh, for instance, about my optimism. Right. Okay. Uh, you had a really good word for it today, but I can't remember what it was, but – um, indomitable. Indomitable. Yeah, I said it's literally indomitable. Yeah. Yeah. It cannot be defeated. You can't yeah, you cannot defeat my my optimism. <laughs> and and my ability to find the good in every situation and every person. Okay. I I may not be able to change the whole world, but I have definitely changed my environment because people who are negative are don't find it fun to talk to me because I don't agree with them. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't feed that for them. So if they have a need for their negativity to be fed and someone to be on their side and agree with them that some other, some other person's an asshole, that's not going to come from me. In fact, I'm going to do my best to point out either there's a reason why somebody behaves that badly, so maybe you ought to cut them a break, or I see this good side in them, so maybe you ought to cut them a break, or... Maybe, maybe, maybe you see that in yourself. So you want to cut that, you know, many reasons, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to feed it. So my reality is that most people that I'm around on a regular basis are pretty positive people that, that want to create a positive life for themselves. And if everybody did that, then yes, the whole world would be that way. It's yeah. I think it all comes back to senior skip day, man. (laughs) Everybody needs to just have a little faith that the other person is going to do the right thing. And skip class. And skip class. Or <laughs> when somebody doesn't do the right thing. Man, you just got to let it go. Yeah, and you got to do your thing. You got to do your thing. And yeah. your thing is to let it go. Yeah. Okay. Well, that does it for today's episode. You got to go teach. I do. And I got to go eat. All so, right. 
We'll see you next time. If you guys have questions, let us know because uh, we'll take some of your questions. Cool. Okay, sounds good. See you later.